Custodians, how are you today? I am Chris, and this is episode 21 of Fancy Plants Podcast, and that was a really weird introduction that I've never done before. It was, it was kind of It weird. was so weird. <laughs> so you say custodians, and I think of like the giant keychain oh, yeah. with the, the wire on it that snaps <laughs> the big bucket and broom. <laughs> well, that's what we're going for today. We are plant custodians today. Ladies, and of course, we're here with Sue. Hello. And Amanda. Hi. And our special guest. I love saying your name. It's so much fun for me. Eve Bernier is joining us again for part two of Avariums. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> it's funny you use a bit of an English accent because I'm very bad at it. And I have a group of friends who make fun of me for my terrible accents all it the time. It is really terrible. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. But it's so bad, it's almost good. I yeah, want to hear it. No, 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 it's terrible. It's like, no? it's rude to English people. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> How was your guys' uh, week? What's been going down? Well, it's cold out and getting blah, and so you're feeling snow. it. Sad panda. Yeah, sad panda. Yesterday was nice, though. Yesterday was really nice. Yeah, yeah. I just... Oh God, it's coming. We winter's starting a bit late for us this year, which I appreciate. No, it didn't, because no. I came back from Vancouver Island to snow. Yeah, but then it went away, and then it came back, and then it went away, and then it came back. That's kind of the way it works. Yeah, like we're already on third winter, and it's not officially winter yet. <laughs> so it's this only, is depressing. It's only November tenth, man. We've had a full four cycles of seasons. <laughs> Uh, we're still plant. We're putting trees in boxes. <laughs> so yeah, you've been really busy at work, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a little crazy, but uh, how many trees have you packaged up recently? Uh, we do about five hundred thousand a week. Nuts! I wish I had a dollar for every tree you packed away. You and me both. We're doing <laughs> five point two million. <laughs> oh yeah, I take fifty cents to a tree. Oh, so she's trying to underbid me, but I'm standing firm. Oh, no, I'm sticking with the dollar. I <laughs> yeah. know how much work goes into them. I'm good. Oh, I don't have to do the work. If I just had a 50 I just want, cents for I every tree planted score. <laughs> My computer is set up in Chris's kitchen right now That's just true. in case work calls. That's true. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. Uh, Eve, what's new for you? How was your week? Uh, my week is good. I'm officially done work because I work seasonally. Oh, my gosh. So now my plants are really going to thrive. Yeah. So you work when there's... No snow. Yeah. So you just, you work enough over the summer that you're cool for the winter? It's basically like a one year job in six months. Uh, I might come and join you in that. <laughs> we'll see. Trust me, 14 hours a day for six days a week is not Yeah, fun. that's tough. That's tough. And it, I think, yeah, as long as you can kind of have the gumption to stick through that and know that there are those times when you can be not working... Yeah. The the hibernating through winter seems like really appealing right now. So attractive. Yeah. So it's appealing. Nice. Plus you can travel. I still shower though, so that's good. <laughs> well, hey, well, you got to have goals. It is, for our sake, it is really <laughs> good right now. <laughs> We're only new into the the whole like winter hibernation thing. I don't know. Yeah. Thank I you like for it. showering today. You're very welcome. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the time of year now that I get to harass Eve to help me with my vivarium. Oh yeah, he's voluntold. He's yeah. voluntold that yeah. you will. He will be helping you with, with your vivarium. Yes. But before we talk about vivariums, we have some plant friends. So Sue, you have brought us a philodendron gloriosum. I did, and thank you for pronouncing that for me because I probably <laughs> screwed up. I did. I love it. It's big leaves. It's got some nice bright veins. Kind of looks like it's lit up almost. Oh, they're so beautiful. These plants have become quite popular very popular yeah. yeah nice velvety kind of feeling leaves and when they when you have when they're growing a new leaf it kind of puts out this red horn 
Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the leaf comes out and you're waiting for it to unfurl and it takes forever. I like how you put red horn because I thought they looked like something that happens to male dogs. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe I call that a red horn, too. You don't know. Oh Maybe. <laughs> and we have digressed in record time. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Sue. I also love the Gloriosum. I think it's such a beautiful plant. And it is. The thing that I find most interesting about it is so. Uh, I have one as well. So I got it a while ago and I posted on some Facebook group asking when you plant your gloriosum, how, like, how do you plant it? How do you get it to climb? And then somebody had mentioned that it's not a climber. It actually grows along the ground. Yeah. It grows like a long stem with roots on it out of the, gr- out along the ground. Like, so instead of growing up, it grows out like linearly. Along. So it goes long. It creeps rather than climbs. It it creeps along the ground rather than climbs. And so you can just like cut off a chunk of that stem. Roots will grow from from it, not at one end, but on the like on the side of it. And then it just it's kind of neat. I think you could get it to climb if you set it up properly. If you had something for it to climb on that the roots could go into for sure. But up here, to be honest, and in our part of the world, I don't think it's great because I have some moss poles that are pretty fancy and um they still dry out in a day like yeah so fast for sure yeah so i think you're yeah no for off. sure that's you're the canadian off. way of saying yeah yes. for sure yeah no for sure <laughs> <laughs> and i just think that it's for us kind of more worth it just to let them grow lengthwise instead of height wise yeah fair enough fair enough yeah. eve you have brought us an african mask alocasia which i gotta tell you surprised me because those are a bit of a more common plant yeah, um, I actually really like a lot of common plants, um, but African mask, I, I really kind of got it for practice because I kind of have a few wishlist plants that are alocasias, and I, I kind of want to get back into taking care of it and make sure that I, I can really ace them. I mean, it is a more common plant, but a lot of people have issues with them, so I really want to try it out before getting my wishlist alocasias. That's interesting. So you... It's a training plant. Yep. I've never considered doing that before. Uh, I do sacrificial lambs all the time. I'm like, I'm going to try you so that I can grow that. Oh, that's super cool. We actually had an African mask alocasia years and years and years ago in our office, and I didn't know what it was called. We just bought it for one of our staff because we thought he would like it. And that plant got so neglected. So it would die and come back and die and come back and die and come back. It was and every time it came back, we were always like, what is this crazy plant that keeps coming back? Eventually, it did kind of stay not coming back. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a cool looking plant. It's cool looking and they are kind of neat because they do like hibernate when they're not happy. So after I bought this African mask um, and I brought it home, I had planted one in my vivarium and it died instantly after I put it in there. And three le- three years later, it just magically sprouted out. Like when I brought the other one home, I was like, oh, maybe I didn't need to buy it. <laughs> and it was, like, it was like, hey, you can't do that. I'm going to be the star of the show yeah, here. Yeah, it's like the weirdest thing. So I'm glad I'm not the only one who experienced that. So maybe that's just a thing that happens yeah. with this plant. Mine seems yeah. to die every winter like or hibernate. And so my goal is to try and make it not hibernate. Oh, such a cool plant. That's it a great a goal. It is a cool plant. So Amanda, last episode, you mentioned this plant that you've brought for us today, Macrophylla Pot of Gold. The Hoya. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I just brought it so that you guys could drool over it. I'm not going to lie. It's a gorgeous two leaves. Hey, I, <laughs> I like my two leaves. I was actually really, really excited to get it. I got it from um, a lady in our community that is just grows incredible Hoyas. And I, I was pretty excited when she's like, hey, are you still looking for this? So I was... I was pretty flattered. Yeah, super cool. Um, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's I think that's a congratulations one. <laughs> that's that's good. Thank you all for bringing your plant friends today. They're all buddies here on our boom arm slab of granite. And so we have a slab of granite in the middle of our podcast table that Richard built for us. He built us this table. He actually used to do woodworking. I don't know if you know the history of this granite slab. He used to do woodworking and he doesn't anymore. So we needed something to put our boom arms on. So his leather working grab us. Well, mouthful. Leather working slab of granite is now for our boom arms. Now, you know, he still does. I thought so. He actually I meant leather working. 
Fair enough. Did I say leatherworking at any point? No. No. Okay. So Not until you said the <laughs> the leatherworking granite. Okay. Well, it was leatherworking. So again, you guys, it's we are recording at night. We are also <laughs> maybe had a glass of wine. So just bear with us here. <sighs> Speak for yourself. What you had a glass of wine? No. Oh wait, you had like four glasses of wine. <laughs> uh, yes, me. leatherworking, leatherworking slab of granite. We're which... we're gonna start to get leaflets in the mail from AA. I only drink with you guys. Oh, fair enough. So, <laughs> so only once a week. Once a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, it's coming up to holiday season, and. We wanted to talk to each other and you guys about what plant we want for Christmas. Unfortunately, it's not likely we'll get the plants we want for Christmas since we can't get them shipped to us. But in a perfect world, when we're waking up on that snowy Christmas morning, we're in our cozy pajamas and we're sitting around the tree with our loved ones, bathed in the light of the tree. What plant are you hoping to open that morning. Amanda. Okay, I have a question. Is this a plant that I've bought for myself or someone that I've trusted other people to buy for me? It's the plant you want It's just the plant gifted. you want. Why do you have to make it so complicated? <laughs> yeah, like, you just got way too <laughs> it's just because it's there... <laughs> Well, no, it, it, okay. if, if I've sent my poor husband into the abyss, um, a, like I read a post on Facebook this week that said, my husband went to Home Depot to get a plant for me. He's texted back, plant people are vultures. I'm scared. Let's, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eliminate that question, okay? Here's, it's Santa bringing you the plant. And Santa knows every inner thought and feeling <laughs> and desire that you have. So, um, <laughs> well, Santa needs therapy. Um <laughs> Especially if it's all four of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. just too much for one Santa Dan. Santa, Santa needs therapy now. Um, <laughs> Chris is crying. I'm, yeah, I am. Because you... Why'd you have to complicate it? It's Santa. <laughs> I've just made Santa dirty. I love it. Great. Love um, it. So... Uh, don't, let your, don't let your kids listen to this, okay? <laughs> there are some... Uh, really really stunning beautiful stunning jewel orchids out there um eve is a terrible influence because we both spend way too much time on instagram so uh he sends me posts of jewel orchids and i just drool over them so um there there's a few jewel orchids that are on my list like oh just name one you know, there's there's quite a few uh, Godiras out there that I would really like to get my hands on. Uh, there, there's a few different species, but they're so hard to find in Canada. I want something I can Google. How, how about that? Let's. How about that parameter? Uh, since that's what we need to do here. Okay. Apparently. You know what? Let's let's go. Uh, Makotis alimi. How do you spell that? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Makotis what? Alimi. I L I M I. I L I M I. Okay. <laughs> so Google's like, did you mean Goodyear Makoti's Alimi? So that must be a tire or what? <laughs> it's saying there's no good matches. Is it a is it a Goodyear? No. No, it's just Makoti's. Yeah, Google doesn't like that. So I'm getting some really weird pictures here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you can Google that if you want to, but that's super weird. Did you just make up some syllables? Uh, no, I didn't. I swear I didn't. It's like black and rose gold and oh, it's really pretty. Okay, yes. You sent a picture of that. I have I, I have spammed everybody with pictures of that because I had the opportunity to get one and I was like, no, I'm going to think on it. And I went back an hour later and it was sold out. That's how we lost our caramel marbles or whatever. Yeah. Do you see how much list. those sell for? You guys lost your marbles a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Most likely when we started our first group chat. I was just going to say, I bet you when it was when we first met. So Amanda never had her marbles to begin with. That's maybe. true. She tried to take ours. <laughs> I collect them. <laughs> None oh, of them man. are mine, but I collect them. Now I, collect I think them. of that like show hook when there's like the little cute old man and he's like looking for his marbles the whole show. Uh, you guys time. ever watched Hook? I mean, I watched it, but 
I don't. I was uh, more distracted by Robert De Niro because <laughs> his character is so amazing in that show. I loved it. Um, assuming we're thinking of the same show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's only <laughs> yeah. one hook. There's okay, a, I'm good. pretty I, sure there's I only one hook. I don't know. Uh, Had okay. Robert Williams. So Amanda, it. you want the gold and black? I'm just gonna call it that now. Uh, it's a McCody's jewel, jewel orchid. orchid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I I did see a picture of that. It is beautiful. Uh, I do hope that you Santa brings you one this year. Well, thanks. You're welcome. So Eve, if Santa, if Santa's digging around in your mind, what's he gonna find? Um, <laughs> well, he already no. knows what's going on there. He just won't tell anyone else. <laughs> well, Santa is very trustworthy. Okay, Amanda just took a drink and is trying not to spit it out. <laughs> we are, this is a wild episode. I love these episodes. They're so much fun. I love them to death. We are all mature adults. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So basically, if Santa were to dig into his sack for me, he'd uh, take out... <laughs> An alocasia rhino skin. Like, I cannot type right now. <laughs> you might want to turn safe search on for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so it's actually very similar to my uh, Reginata, but it's, of course, lighter. I don't think so. But it looks really close. It's, and it's got like texture yeah, to it. Yeah, I think it. it's yeah. a texture that I like. Oh, yeah. yeah, the texture is super cool. I just mean like leaf shape. It looks like it's kind of the mm-hmm. same size in a way. Okay. Um, and the leaves do come in and kind of do that little um, spade. Yeah, and the and on the top there. Uh, speaking of Reginette, I almost killed it because they need a lot of water compared yeah. to what I'm used to. They're so, thirsty. Yeah, so vivarium. I, I actually think that you're right. That might be. Maybe we can talk about that in a little bit and yeah. see how that would fit into to a varium. That's a great idea. So this guy is super cool. Um, he looks. He is kind of he, very veiny leaves, but it's very um. Not a lot of variation in the color. So I think, you know, a lot of these alocasias that are coming out now have amazing contrast in their leaves. Sue's looking at me like she's going to laugh. It's freaking me out. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, this is super cool. H- have you come across these before for no. purchase? Or? No, I've never seen them here in Alberta. Um, I've seen them like on on sites, but they're they're a little expensive for what I want to pay for like, it. What, what are these bad boys going for? Um, well, for me, expensive is like, 150 bucks for a plant, which is probably a little baby. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so now we know one thing that Santa knows about you. Uh, Sue, if Santa is, you're talking to Santa, you're sitting on his knee, wink, wink. What are you <laughs> asking him for? Oh, uh, I'm totally going to ask for the philodendron marble, uh, caramel, marble. caramel marble. That's been on my wish list plant for the longest. Uh, we had an opportunity, Chris and I, to get them for quite cheap a little, like what, two years ago? Yeah, like 60 bucks or something. Yeah, it was so cheap. But at the time we were like, oh, that's really expensive for a plant. And now they sell for like $6,000. Yeah, so dumb. So I kick myself in the butt for that on a daily basis. And, um, yeah, it's, it's one of the longest. I have other ones, but I don't want to mention them. Because if I mention them, then all of a sudden they'll go up to great prices. <laughs> Not my, that everyone wants to see that. My variegated Zizi did that. I couldn't. Yeah, I it can't did. believe yeah, what did. they sell for. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but absolutely. It, it's crazy. And, but that is one of them. And it's already crazy. So I can say it. it it's one. And it's been on my wish list for the longest time. $6,000 for this plant is completely out of line. $6,000 for any plant is yeah. completely out of line. I'm I was, sorry. I was just going to say, unless it's like laying you golden eggs. The only reason you buy a $6,000 plant is so you can make four more $6,000 plants. Yeah, but by that much. time, they won't sell for $6,000. Exactly. Yeah, by exactly. that time, they're like, oh, we're down to $150, $65 maybe. I have my angry lady finger out. Like I'm waving it <laughs> yeah, around. Oh, she yeah, exactly. she does. She, yeah, she, she's hand talking over there. <laughs> Chris, what's yours? Yeah. That is a, I actually don't know the answer to that right now. I got to tell you, I feel like because I have so many plants up, up in my house that I haven't dealt with yet, I've almost, and I talked about it last time, like a no buy. Um, I almost have like a no think, <laughs> like I can't even consider things like that right now. Okay. No, you put us all three of us on the spot. Mm-hmm. You got to come up with Especially one. Especially Amanda. <laughs> but she you guys already know right <laughs> i am really loving like <laughs> i am loving big phil's 
Big Phil and Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> Calling all Big Phil's. Calling all Big Phil's. I honestly, you guys, I'd have to sit here and probably think about it for 10 minutes. Nobody wants to listen to 10 minutes of Chris thinking. Okay, so in 10 minutes, we're just going to randomly ask you while you try and think about other stuff. You know what I want? I don't want a plant. I want one of those big ass tents that everyone seems to be buying around here so I can put plants in it. There, that's what I want. Fair enough. A grow tent? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, do you guys, like, I know there's a few people yeah, around here. Like, they're too. huge. You can, like, walk in them. Yeah, I want one to sit in and I just um, want to be able to just hang out in there and have my own thing. Maybe hire a hot cabana boy to bring me some drinks. So you and want a plant room to put in your plant room? I want a plant room to put in my basement. Yeah, same here. Like, we'd be sitting <laughs> Actually, right beside her right now if I had it. Oh, we could do I, the podcast in there. Oh, you just blew our and mind. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a thing. We actually could do the podcast in there. That's amazing. I think it was when you came over and you were like in my plant room and then you came over like when Eve came over and then he went to go see my bird and he's like, oh, you have another plant room. And I'm like, no, this is the spare room. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Kill surprise. Yeah. And so now I need another one downstairs. Because I would like to hang out in it, maybe have like a papazon chair or mm. a hammock, humid plants all around. Maybe I can landscape it. Maybe I can turn it into a giant vivarium. It sounds like you need to go for vacation. Yeah, right? God, do like, I ever... And I can just see you basking under the grow lights. We talked about that, I think, a couple episodes ago where... Yeah, I hang out in the grow yeah. lights. It's, it's a thing. It is. It's a in thing. In all fairness, totally. it was... We were about to go to Cuba when the world shut down. And so that's just hanging there. <laughs> I was I was left high and dry on that one. That's true. I felt bad. Yeah. I, I'm supposed to be coming that. back from Australia today. Uh, it sucks. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, thanks. Great tan. Uh, <laughs> good day, mate. I don't hey. think Amanda tans on a good day. That's true. Do you tan? Great burn. Yeah. Um, I get dark white. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so no tans for you. Got it. No, no. I'm really good at sunburns, though. Yeah, I... That. I hear you. Yeah. It's like my sister and my mom, they'll be like, look how dark we are. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. And go against me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, I an appeal to Santa Claus. If you can, when you bring us, I guess everyone else in here other than me, their plants, please remember these things. You're going to need a heat pack. going to have to be an insulated box. That plant cannot get cold. And if you could just please take care of it until you deliver it to my friends here at Fancy Plants Podcast, that'd be I appreciated. Like that. yeah. I would like if Santa and his elves brought me the plant. And please try to ignore the other thoughts that that we have. Otherwise, we're definitely <laughs> getting a lump of coal <laughs> or a plant so dead that you can light it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> how, does, how does that sound to everybody? Or blow on it and it turns to dust. Blows away. Sounds accurate. Painfully (laughs) accurate. (laughs) Well, now we know we want for Christmas. And I think actually that by the end of this episode, I will want one of these for Christmas. This is Vivarium's part two. So last episode, we went over a lot of really great beginner points. We went over the kind of um, container you should have, you could use for your Vivarium. The difference between Vivariums and Terrariums, which is not the I thought anyway um had the placement in your house why airflow is important we talked about lighting and seeing you know where to put your vivarium in your home we talked about we started talking about planning and how to actually uh provide the you know make the design with spray foam and all sorts of you know silicone and bits and pieces in there and what to growing materials to use on the bottom. So does that sound like a good kind of overview of what we talked about before? Yeah, I yeah. think you covered it all. Any Thank extra you, thoughts on that that I might have missed that maybe we've thought about over the last week that might be important? No, nope, I think you covered it. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we what happened last week is we started getting to the plant portion of vivariums and we looked at the time and realized, hey, this is a bigger topic then we want to make sure you guys have all of the information that we think is important to be successful in your vivariums, whether you're just starting out 
or maybe you, you know, you've gone along this journey a little bit already. So we put the brakes on talking about plants. So we're going to get into the actual plant part of building of a varium. And I think maybe let's jump back a little bit to the planning. Uh, and I think it's a good place to start. So when you're planning your vivarium, maybe you've planned how you want it to look, or you it sounds like you kind of have to plan the plants a little bit, mm-hmm. that, and that will influence the inside of your vivarium. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So basically, once you have a general idea in your mind of what you want to get, you're going to need to source your plants. And what I really like to do when I start putting plants in my vivarium, I like to get them. It's probably contrary to what most people want because you were saying sue that you want instant gratification but i like to put like yeah but you want a full vivarium but it is like a labor of patience i guess and i like to put smaller cuttings in my vivarium so that when they grow they grow acclimatized to those conditions and are consistent and do their thing like absolutely and you'll i i agree with that completely if once it's acclimatized to the, uh, it's like people get these big, huge, you know, six foot tall tropicals, and they're like, "Why is it dying in my house?" Well, it's, it's just, your house. No, it just spent the last ten years growing in a greenhouse. It got stuffed in a dark truck. It got shaken up. It got taken to a dark store. It got shaken up again. It got stuffed in a shopping cart. You ran it through the parking lot. And right you, now in the freezing cold. Yeah. Oh my God. So I saw that the other day. Oh, right? we just talked about that oh, the other day too. Yeah. I was so sad for that beautiful plant. Oh. Yeah. And then you stuff it in your car and then you bring it into your house that is dry. So if you get them little, you put them in your tank. They're like, oh, this is the way it's always supposed to be. They, they acclimate very well and they grow shockingly fast. Yeah. But I guess even before that, you're thinking about how you want your, your tank to look and you're considering, we talked about it last time, the understory, we made up a term, the middle story, and your canopy. Mm-hmm. So when you're planning out those plants, you're looking at where they're coming from and the conditions they'd like to be in. Yeah. So can you give an example of a grouping of, let's say, four plants that might play well together in a vivarium? Yeah, absolutely. So four plants that I currently have in my tank in the understory um, is a heart. A heart leaf fern, I think it's called. Yeah, I've is that what it's called? Too, yeah. yeah. Um, and it grows like a weed in there, actually. Um, so that's a plant that likes a lot of moisture and never likes to dry out. So your soil in the vivarium is always going to be damp to some point, maybe a little bit wet. So you're going to want something that can withstand that. Um, another one for the bottom would be uh, hmm. nerve plants do really well. Nerve plants, very good plant. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, something like a butterwort to take care of the fungus nuts that you will 100% guaranteed end up with in your vivarium. Okay. So when everybody freaks out about fungus nuts, cause sometimes that makes me laugh cause they're like annoying more than harmful. Absolutely. You should know if you're going to have a vivarium, you're going to have fungus nuts. Yeah. Cause they're very moist conditions. Um, you do like we covered in the last episode, you want good airflow, but they're still going to thrive in there. So maybe introduce a predator for them in the form of a plant. So butterworts um, or a tiger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just a baby just tiger, put a tiger to put in, in there. there. So you could what well, you could do then because it does seem a little bit overwhelming. And, and I don't know Sue, if you think that as well. And but you have a little more plant experience. You could start, let's, let's start with like this. You have your understory, your midstory, and your canopy. Technically, you could choose one plant for each level and then build the rest of your terrarium around that plant. Absolutely, you can. I think that's a really great place to start. Yep. And, and it's always going to be a work in progress. I mean, you can add all the plants you want, but guaranteed, even if they're the right conditions, not all of them are going to make it. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, and then, I mean, you only have so much room, so you'd be like, I got to move this or take yeah. this out and cut this back. I think it'd just be great, especially for in the winter when you just want outside and now you have your own little tank of outside. Yeah, exactly. And um, probably people's instinct is going to be to cram a lot of different plants in there. But depending on what you can work with, like if you only got a 10-gallon tank, 
your plants are going to grow into that. So maybe you're going to want maybe two or three different kind of plants and then focus on those and making those thrive instead of just cramming plants that are going to choke each other out. Way less overwhelming to approach it that way too, I think. Yeah. And see, when I decided that I was going to make a vivarium, I was like, I am in for this. I'm in for a penny and for a pound. We are doing this. And I had the opportunity at the time to order a Deschidia imbricata. Yes. And I ordered this plant and it arrived and it was way bigger than I was expecting, which was nice. But I had it stuffed in another 10-gallon tank that I used to uh, isolate all my new plants. And that was my starting plant for the longest time. I had my Bavarian belt and I had this Deschidia imbricata and I left it in the pot and I stuffed it into the ground because that it just worked in there. And I had pinned it up against my background because I wanted it to root in in specific spots. So I just used uh, straight pins for sewing and pinned it to the background. Not not through the stem. Though, not right? through the stem. No, <laughs> beside the, beside the stem. Uh, and for the longest time, that was the only plant that I had in my vivarium. So that's a great point because now so we talked about our understory a little bit. I think it's pretty easy to understand what goes in your understory. That's like where your plants go, that root, and they're normally they're probably you know them most likely. When you're talking about the plants that live in your mid-story or your canopy, how are you getting them to root onto what you want them to root to? So epiphytes? Um, yes. Okay, so like what I normally do once, once you have your background and everything installed and you're ready to go to the planting, what I like to do for my epiphytes is I like to wrap the roots in some sphagnum moss. And then from there, I'll actually um, take a little bit of wire and I'll bend it into a U shape and then I'll pin the root ball onto the background. And you're going to have to make sure that while you're doing that, you're misting on the inside of your vivarium so that new roots that come out are going to reach out for the surface and establish themselves like they do in nature. So you said before that you're you're kind of pressing some um I you'll have to remind me just some stuff into the onto the background. Yeah, yeah. so basically and that'll they'll root onto that. Yeah, because okay. my mix that I use specifically for my backgrounds on top of the foam is peat moss, coconut choir and orchid bark. So you're going to have everything those plants need to root um epiphytically anyways. Um, so the roots will start crawling out and sticking to that background, but you're going to need to make sure that you moisturize it. <laughs> <laughs> Not with Jergens. No. Water. <laughs> just don't oh, go squirting lotion in there. Uh, another thing I just thought about, when you're going to water, want to water your vivarium, if you're using tap water, it's going to easily leave um, calcium marks on the glass, right? So if you can use rainwater... Or reverse osmosis water. Um, I haven't always done that, but when I do that, my my glass gets pretty filmy, and I I find myself having to magic eraser it quite a bit. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I've done that one. Are you elbow grease in the paper towels? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because of course you want to keep it clean, so you can see the darn thing you put all the time. Into. I, I always refall in love with mine every time I clean the glass, though. Right? I, I, like, <laughs> when I did that last time, I was like, this is actually beautiful. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Surprise! Do you put vining plants in as well? You can, you can do anything you want, but okay. yes, I, I personally do. Um, I mentioned it in the last episode, but my Hoya Retusa did really well oh, in right. there. Yeah. Um, I didn't have it in a pot, but I had... Um, What's that bark called again? Orchid bark? No. <laughs> <laughs> the big chunks of bark that uh, you plaster onto oh, the back. Oh, uh, cork. Cork bark. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cork and bark. anyways, this one had like a natural hollow in it. So I filled the entire thing with sphagnum moss and I shoved in some cuttings of this retusa into that hole. And they really just like rooted so much okay. and yep. took over all the branches and really formed a beautiful canopy in there. Okay. Sue, what two plants do you think you will start with in your vivarium? 
as a totally as a beginner. like I'm thinking some sundews or butterwort and then some jewel orchids. Are you looking so that me that those are for your uh floor. What is that called, Dan? Understory. 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 I was gonna call it a bottom story. I'm like, it's not a bottom story. Understory. <laughs> it could be a bottom story, By but way, I think I love, that's a different podcast. That, that's true. <laughs> that is a different podcast. Uh, I really enjoy the term understory, I won't lie. Um what would you do for are you gonna put any epiphytes in your tank? I think so. I just don't know what yet. I haven't decided. Like I think I kind of have in my head how I want the background to look, but I don't really know my plants yet. So that's like kind of next on your on your planning? Yeah, like I think I'll probably because we have so much time before we can order and we'll probably have to order those. Um, I think I'll probably like kind of plan out a couple basics with plants and then everything else might just kind of come as it goes because I have a lot of time. And as a beginner who knows plants, how much do you think your plant choice will influence the design of your tank when it comes to the spray foam and the carving and how you're going to set that up? Honestly, I don't know because like I keep looking at them and I'll see something and I'm like, that's cool. And then I'll look at something else and I'm like, no, that's cool. And then I'll look at something else and I'll be like, no, 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 that's cool. So I don't think we'll really know until we... I don't know what Amanda's doing. Amanda's okay, she's distracting she's, me. She's an abacus. She, yeah, she's using her finger <laughs> abacus for yeah. something. And um, anyway, I don't. I th- I wouldn't be surprised if I changed my opinion from now to the time I actually do it. But I okay. think I kind of have a layout on. And when head. you're thinking about like you want orchids as epiphytes in there, um, you're gonna want to think of the kind of orchid you're putting in there because not all orchids that are epiphytes in nature will do well in a vivarium. So one of the resources I like to do is I like to go on websites that maybe specialize in orchids and they usually break it up into different sections and they'll actually have a section sometimes for vivarium plants. So usually there'll be uh, more miniature speech species that don't really take over or don't have like five foot long spikes that'll bend in your yeah, tank. Yeah, and like it's crazy how some are so teeny tiny. Yeah, oh, I'm so actually cute. having that problem with one of my jewel orchids that's in my tank right now. The the stem on it is got to be three quarters of an inch across, and the flower spike on it is so big, it's actually pushing the jewel orchid down across everything else. <laughs> so I'm actually going to go in there this weekend and cut the blooms off of my jewel orchid because I want it to stand back up. Yeah, oh, but jewel orchids aren't really known for their flowers. No, they're, they're insignificant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's yeah. Amanda, can, would you like to share with us what you're counting? <laughs> yeah, I want to know what you are counting. I'm okay, curious. so when I was building my vivarium, I knew that I wanted plants on the back of it because I hate um, visually design wise. I don't like things to be bottom heavy. I like them to be balanced. So when I was building mine, I grabbed an assortment of pots. I think I've got one inch, two inch and four inch or three and a half or four inch. And I actually worked five different pots into my background uh, for adding on. So uh, when I got my uh, Hoya imbricata, uh, I took the moss that that was rooted into and I stuffed that in one of the pots. And I've got like Peperomia prostrata over on the other side. Um, I had an Episca. That's a string of turtles. That string of yeah, turtles. For anyone, yeah. yeah. Who knows the common um, name? I had an Episca. So a chocolate soldier for anybody who nice. doesn't know the common name that was doing absolutely horrifically um, outside of the pot. It's a named variety, so I really wanted it to do well. And that, so I stuffed that in there and it's done surprisingly well. And to be quite honest, I still have an empty pot on my background. You can't really see it because my Hartley fern is a freaking monster. <laughs> um, yeah, you're laughing because you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute and tiny in two-inch pots. <laughs> they don't let them fool you. Um, so I actually still have an empty pot on my background, but I knew I wanted stuff up there. So I just, when I was designing the background, I could fit pots in where they look natural. And that's, that's all I did with that. So I think that, Mand, if you don't mind sending Sue a photo of that too, I think our listeners and I would really like to see 
Yours as well. Yeah, mine needs a haircut, but sure. Yeah. And yeah. mine's not you know nearly what? as nice as Eve's. How about a before and after then? Sure. Yeah, let's yeah. see. Let's see what, what a haircut is. Okay. Here's your guys' homework is you're gonna send me two pictures of your vivarium. Um I did not sign up for homework. Sorry. I like it when Sue's kids don't do homework take, anymore. Being assertive over there. She's like, That's you're good that you're this. not a kid then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna do the homework now. Oh, yeah, we will. just got mommed. I like yeah. it. I like it's okay. It. I think I've got some pictures I've already taken. So hey, you're good. no cheating. New new pictures. <laughs> uh, I'll take a new picture. <laughs> so we're talking about plants. They all that all maybe like to live together, whether they're from the same place or not. I mean, sure, you can definitely take that next step in planning. But how do you keep? First of all, I've two. I've, this is a two parter. Is it important to keep the temperature constant? And how do you even heat a vivarium if it needs some extra heat? Okay, um, that's a good question. Um, I used to have a heat mat under my tank, which did wonders for the roots themselves. Like the plants just went gangbusters, but I'm not really sure what happened, but the cord got frayed and I never replaced it. But the plants, now that they're established, don't really seem to mind either. Um, you're not going to want to get any kind of heat mat either. You're going to get one specifically for plants because if you get one that's made for reptiles, you're going to cook the roots. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. You like cook them real fast. Yeah. Like it'll make a mushy soup. So and that's actually a really good point because I know like we have heat mats for plants. When you touch it, it's like, well, that's not really hot or whatever. Um, but you don't, sounds like you don't want that. No. Uh, no. No. You, you can actually buy thermostats for plant heat mats so you can set your, your root zone temperature. What is a common root zone temperature? Are you germinating? Let's say I have, well, we're talking about vivarium. So let's say we're um, establishing our vivarium. 26 to 35. Okay. And then, I, no, I'm curious about germination. Is it higher than yeah, that? Higher. Okay. And you'd probably need a, like we're talking about fairly substantial vivariums here where... I think Eve, you said yours was 60 Yeah, 60 gallons. gallons. Are you, then you have to consider, I assume, the size of your heat mat then? Um, well, actually, I only had it on half of the vivarium um, because I also have like little ponds in there. So I didn't want to warm the water up so much that I'd have algae problems. So I put it on the side of the vivarium where it was no water features. Okay, that makes sense. Sue's also doing the, like, there, there are plans going on in Sue's head. Yeah, because she the keeps wheels lo- turning. She keeps looking off into the abyss and nodding her head like she is. She is I'm scheming. Like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah, I am totally. T- see, I've already changed it from what I had before a little bit. And then I'm thinking, what if I got that tall, skinny one, and I could do things like up? Yeah, think of like um the imbricata hoya. Yeah, like that one loves to sprawl out. If you had the tall one starting from the bottom, it would disc up onto the wall in the back very well. I so. need, I just need one of each. <laughs> well, and then you, you learn lessons the hard way as well because my, my tank is actually quite small. It's only about two feet across. It, you know, a 24-inch light fits on it just perfect. I have two different types of vanilla orchids in there. Let me tell you, they get big. They do. <laughs> <laughs> and weren't you saying don't put one beside the other? Yeah, because now I can't tell which one is which. So and what were the two again? So I have just a regular everyday vanilla orchid. And I have a leafless variety of, of vanilla orchid, which I got as just a cutting. And it looks like a giant green earthworm. Oh, that's super cool. <laughs> sure. Who ever thought there was leafless plants other than cactus? There's actually quite a few leafless orchids. And they're super cool. They kind of look like aliens. Uh, it's Those kinda, are extraterrestrial. Sounds, yeah, <laughs> sounds like us up my alley. <laughs> it's a face only a mother could love. Um, That's my but, new uh, favorite thing. In case anyone's wondering. Uh, so I had gotten this cutting of a leafless vanilla, and I was expecting it to be tiny, and it was like 15 inches long when I got it. Oh wow! So I, and I'd actually never rooted vanilla orchid before, so I'm like, all right, this is gonna die. So I open up the tank and I get in there because mine only opens from the top. So you're armpit deep in it, no matter what you do. And I stuffed it in my soil and I kind of got it wedged onto the wall and it has taken off like a bat out of hell. Can we have a, a side convo really quickly? 
how is how do how do leafless plants survive? Like what what is their uh, survival mechanism if they don't have leaves? The stem is still green. It still does photosynthesis. So it just doesn't use leaves for that. The stem is still green. There are some orchids that actually don't even have stems. They're just roots. Um, and then the roots are epiphytic. So they're growing over the bark of a tree. Um, they still get their moisture from the rain and those photosynthesize. And then flowers will emerge. And some of them are, are really beautiful, like the ghost orchid that's native to Florida. Oh, those ones are beautiful. Absolutely beautiful and endangered. Very much so. So yeah. they just are flowers then. Oh, they're beautiful flowers. They're roots it, and that's flowers. why they call them ghost orchids, right? Because people would go by in the in the swamps and they see these little white flowers floating, but no no discernible plant because they're just roots. I gotta that's tell you, cool. man, nature's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. They actually the flowers look like jumping ballerinas. Yeah, they're beautiful. And that actually would be a kind of plant you could consider to have in your vivarium as long as you're sourcing it, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and that jumps back to the conversation we had with you the first time we had you on Eve talking about like ethical sourcing of plants and ensuring It's huge. Yeah, that that's not plants aren't being poached. So that's a nice reminder of that. Thank you. Okay, so we our plants are here. Our vivarium is ready. We've done all of the sculpting and planning and we have our growing mediums in there and we know what plants we ordered. So it's set up for that. We open up our box of plants and we're planting our vivarium. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, for sure. So the first thing that I personally do, I set the plants in there, make sure they get acclimatized to those conditions. And then maybe about a week or two into it, I'll, I'll start unpotting them and planting them as needed. So if they're epiphytes, I'm going to make sure that I take those root balls, I wrap them in sphagnum moss, and I pin them to the wall of the vivarium. Um, obviously not through the roots, right? Make sure it's growing in a natural direction and that it won't outgrow that space. Then you're going to want to have your bigger plants maybe towards the back, just like landscaping, um, taller plants towards the back, shorter, maybe rambling plants in the front to the middle. Um, and also one more thing to consider when you're putting your plants in there, even though it's an enclosed system, the humidity is going to vary from the bottom to the top. Your top is going to dry out a lot faster than the bottom will. So regular mistings are a must. I mean, it's not like you're going to have to mist it every single day, unless you don't have a lid on there, then you might have to do it a couple times a week, but make sure that you miss them a lot within the first couple of weeks so that they establish well into the tank. I know this might sound a bit elementary, but can you describe your misting process? Are you just literally taking a spray bottle and misting all around, or is there special places um, you're doing that too? Or yeah, so I I have um one of those pressurized pump. That's um, what I have. I have a one liter one. I bought at the dollar store. Yeah, absolutely love it. Love it. Um, yeah. and what I do, I put it on the mist, um, the finest mist, and I mist the background itself. Okay. So I don't really, like, I mean, you're going to get the leaves as well, but like, I want the background to be as moist as possible because we're establishing roots onto them. Okay. That makes sense. So Sue, you're complaining about your moss poles drying out. We just, it's kind of the same principle where we're making sure that background isn't drying out. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I just have to say, I am so glad that you use the word moist so freely. Not so many people do. I have to use it at work all the time. But <laughs> there, There's going to be somebody listening to this episode going, oh my God, I wish they would somebody, quit saying more. There's there's a lot of many. people don't like they that don't word. They don't like that word. No. No. And I actually love it because I kind of enjoy watching people squirm when people don't want to <laughs> use it. So, And you've used it a lot. It's like even last episode, you used a lot. So I was like, well, it's a vivarium. They're inherently moist. <laughs> yeah, they are. So it sounds like you're literally taking your plants out of the box, not even really doing much popping them into the vivarium are you watching for anything yeah before you before you actually plant them and it, it sounded like sue you might have had a question there as well i did i was gonna say like so you don't you don't quarantine them because they're kind of quarantined in the vivarium so okay to speak. well you're and gonna have to take precautions as well you're still gonna look them over for pests yeah and stuff exactly and like actually when you're ordering plants if they came in um you're not really sure where the source is Sometimes in the soil, there might be little critters like Amanda has earthworms in hers. I have earthworms in mine. Did you see that post where the lady had a snake in hers? No. I'm not afraid of snakes. I like snakes. I don't like things with no legs. <laughs> <laughs> so. You and my husband both. I mean, I'm not going to 
freak out if I see a video or something of them. I can talk about them if I'm like out in nature and one like slithered across the path because it happens when I walk my dog. Sometimes like a little garter snake goes across. I'm okay. But like if I wasn't expecting it and I went to go grab a plant and all of a sudden this little snake's like, hello. Like, I'd be I'd, thrilled. I think oh, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be okay it. with that. I'd leave it in the very... Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd be I'd really excited. It. Yeah, I'd lose it a little. But yeah, again, so like um, earthworms are not going to harm your plants. No. If anything, they're going to add nutrients to the soil. Um, since the vivarium is clear on the side, though, like you might be able to see That's see them smushed cool. across That's the glass. That's how I discovered I had earthworms. Yeah. Um, they don't bother me, but one, some pests that bother me that might not necessarily harm your plants are centipedes. Ooh. Yeah, with you. Do I don't you? like things with too many legs <gasps> either. Yeah. <laughs> Four legs max. Yeah. Four legs max. <laughs> I don't know. I actually think spiders are kind of cool. Yeah, they're but, cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, centipedes <laughs> again, from a distance. From a distance. Centipedes are great hunters, though. Like I know a lot yeah. of people freak out if they they have them in their plant, but they're super great hunters of other stuff. Do I like the look of them? No, no. I if I see them, I squish them. And um, some people have them as pets, and they're huge, and they just look like a turd with a million legs. Some people <laughs> oh, are allowed to be wrong. <laughs> oh boy, it's okay. Yeah. And they smell. They have smell seen, really bad. Have you seen my turd with a million eggs? That's what it looks like. Look it up. Look up a giant centipede. It looks like I, a turd. I actually had um, a millipedes show up in mine. Um, those didn't bother me as much. I think they're a little cuter. If you can call <laughs> them. such a thing. I don't like, They get in your house, though. I don't no, like they, they are a little cuter, though. The millipedes are way cuter than the centipedes. This, the centipedes um, too many legs. Okay, so we, we've digressed to, to a terrible place here. Well, maybe not terrible, but. We're giving somebody nightmares is what yeah, we're doing. We're, yeah, we completely are. And um, is it? It wouldn't be like us though if we didn't go on. A that's little, true. We have to wander a little away side trip <laughs> to wander away sometimes. Um, okay, so you're you're looking. Are you looking for new growth before you plant these guys? Or not necessarily. I just, I mean, plants are slow creatures, right? Like they don't react like animals do. So I just set them in there for a week or two, let them get used to the the new environment, and then. Based on where they go, I, I slowly plant them out. Also, when you kind of have the energy and or wherewithal or Pretty motivation. Much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to do that. It might be a month. Yeah, There is yeah. probably a couple people out there who have vivariums and they're like, mm, I haven't planted my plants. I just like set them in there, even though they did all this work to the background. And they've sat there for six months, a year, two years. Well, Confession time. Yeah. Ooh, go ahead. My, my vanilla orchid was probably the second plant to go into my vivarium. That tank is, what, two years old? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I so remember when you are building it. So it's about two years old. Um, so I just took the vanilla orchid and I just set the pot in there because I wasn't really sure where I was going to plant it. Well, it's still in its pot. <laughs> <laughs> so that means, like, don't judge me if you look in my office then. Uh, I, hey, I never judge anybody. Um, but yeah, my, my vanilla orchid is still in its pot. Luckily the pl the butterwort that was in front of it, it's tall enough now you can't even see the pot. It's fine. Yeah. I still love the term butterwort. <laughs> I do too. Lot. So you've planted your plants and now what are you watching for to kind of maximize, um, your plants in there? Um, I'm well, new growth in a vivarium can happen actually pretty quickly. Um, you're going to want to watch your plants so that they don't overgrow it. Um, so there's going to be a lot of trimming needed within there. I take, like, I have um, a, a Tupperware bowl that I, I use in my office when I'm, like, cleaning up uh, dead leaves or trimming plants or what have you. And I will take, like, bowlfuls of, of greenery out of my vivarium. I get in there with the scissors and I'm cutting this and pulling that and getting rid of this. Because it grows so quickly and it, sometimes you don't even notice it and you look at it one day, you're like, oh, yeah. holy cow, I've cleaned the glass, now everything needs a haircut. I had, I had neglected it for a little while when I moved into my house and I had a philodendron that I planted in the ground, grew epiphytically up the wall. And then in the time that I didn't really watch it for about a month, it grew onto the lid and its roots were like stuck onto the lid and I had to peel it back. I cut it back almost to the ground and I like did a bunch of new cuttings and I planted them all in the bottom. So there is a little bit of maintenance in there, but like Amanda said, you're going to have a lot of green stuff you're pulling out of there. Yeah, that's super cool. Do you fertilize vivarium plants? 
Not as often. Um, Cause like when you fertilize plants in a pot, me personally, I like draining pots. So I'll fertilize my plant one week and then the next following weeks, I try to flush it out. Um, so I'm going to run a lot more water in there, um, get the nutrients out, but it's more of an enclosed system. If you have worms in there, they might add some nutrients when they're eating the dead leaves on the bottom or whatnot. Um, but I do find it important to fertilize still, but you're not going to want to use, especially if you have animals in there, um, some chemicals are probably not going to react well with a frog. And the standard traditional fertilizers are very, they're, they're salt. That's what they are, is they are salt. And you put salt in an enclosed system, eventually you end up with the ocean. So are there special vivarium fertilizers you can find? Um, there might be, but I don't personally use one. What I use is actually a fertilizer for aquariums, for people who keep aquatic plants. Oh, that um, makes sense. It's fish safe, so I know it's safe with my little critters. That totally makes sense. But I mean, if you don't have animals in there, then feel free to use whatever you want, but use it lightly. Uh, I, another confession, I have never fertilized mine. It it kind of feels like something you shouldn't fertilize would, would kind of be my instinct on that. There's enough uh, decaying plant matter and that sort of stuff. Like, I, I guess if you, you could probably throw some kelp meal in there if you yeah. wanted to. Or, Maybe some or, more natural kind of things yeah. to that, that worm don't build castings. But, but it's not going to be as often as you do with your regular potted house plants. Which for me is never. I, <laughs> what is a, can I ask a really dumb question? What is a worm casting? Worm poop. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's uh like poop. I want it to be called that. Here's your bag of worm crap. <laughs> I'm here. I'm looking for the best worm poop you have. Uh, I have one more question for from for me right now. We talked about the placement of the Eurovivarium in your home. Is it important to avoid setting Eurovivarium in a place that has direct light? Um, depending on where the exposure is coming from, if you have it in a south-facing window, it might get very hot in there. Um, jungles do get very hot, and they go through hot-cold cycles at night. So I would say you'd have to be careful. Like, watch the conditions. Um, I wouldn't want to put it in a southern-facing window unless I knew exactly that the plants in there wanted those kind of conditions, but it, it would probably be too hot and the heat difference from day to night would probably be too much. So if you're maybe a little more advanced, you could technically set up like a desert vivarium. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Amanda, hot, hot in the well, and I think you'd have to watch for uh, algae as well. Yeah, that was something else. I've had algae grow on the glass in my oh, aquarium, okay. Yeah, but it's very easy to take care of. Actually, um, Algae can even grow on the leaves of your plants if you if you have too much water in there. So then they won't be able to photosynthesize as well. Oh. So you might want to get in there and maybe wipe. Like if you have a bigger leaf plant, you might want to do that. That's hmm. a great point. That's one thing I never would have thought of. We are actually, believe it or not, we're coming up to our hour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I, know that, I don't know about you, you out there listeners, but wow, that was so fascinating. It went so fast. Um, so Sue, I know you're working on building your vivarium. Are there any other questions you think that beginners might ask that, that they should know? I think we covered everything that I, I think, but I mean, as I go along, Maybe we'll have to have an episode three because I'll be like, hey, <laughs> I, I yeah. thought of some questions and everything. But I think, yeah, I'm excited. Amanda or Eve, any last words from you? Uh, anything that we missed or that kind of came into your minds as we were talking? I think um, try plants. Uh, a lot of times uh, greenhouses will get in the uh, two inch assorted tropicals. The ones and, that everybody buys because they're so cute and little and then they die right away when they're home? Absolutely. Those are the ones. Yeah, <laughs> those are absolutely. The ones. Perfect. Um, a lot of those are um, deceptively suited to a high humidity environment. You get lots of like the club mosses and uh, nerve plants. Nerve plants can be so incredibly beautiful and they are fickle, fickle outside of a terrarium. And ferns. The yeah. ferns that come in those little pots are the cute. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they get big. Yeah. yeah. 
I've had some that really got well established into my tank and there is some of my favorite plants, beautiful ferns. Absolutely. If you love ferns, but you don't be afraid to try stuff. You know, you there's a, a two inch tropical in the store for three dollars. Oh, what's the harm? Either you're out three dollars that you could spend way more on on a coffee. Or you end up with this incredible plant that you never suspected. I really love that because there's lots of plants that I would never buy in a million years yeah. that maybe could survive in a, in a situation like this. And it's better than your $6,000 plant. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't try those. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the thing too, like um, I, I nerve plants for me, I'm like, ah, I don't really love them. But um, the understory in my tank is very, very green. There's not a lot of color. Uh, I've got a, a burgundy club moss. But the, the pop of color from a nerve plant, either white or pink, really just adds a bit of color and a bit of contrast. It, it gives it a little bit more depth. I won't lie. The first time you said nerve plant, which I think was like last episode, I kind of cringed. I was like, I know. Oh, yeah. No, I. <laughs> One thing we've never talked about, and maybe we can spend just a couple seconds on that, are the mosses. So normally we would never grow a moss in our homes but this isn't sounds like an opportunity that you can do that there's so many cool mosses out there and actually on my background um since i i missed it a lot moss will eventually overgrow the background helping your epiphytic plants keep their moisture um sometimes you even get little tiny mushrooms in there and it's actually super cool they're not harmful to the plants they pop up and then they're gone oh there's so many cool mosses like i could yeah we could probably yeah. nerd out about that for a while and moss yeah. is like in nature i'd probably stick my head in my vivarium and smell it oh it smells so good when i i open the oh, lid no, yeah it, i never oh considered God. that yeah, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I like, would smell it's a it. therapy um because like you go out into the woods and you, especially where there's mosses thick like you this there's a smell and it just is great. oh and with with a vivarium you get that smell in the it's dead like of winter compact and strong yeah. Yeah. yeah you open that up in the winter you're like Okay, I can survive. <laughs> and you close the lid. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. See, I kind of want to make my big grow tent into one so I can just hang out in it because I really want to hang out in a vivarium. <laughs> so I, I, I got to tell you guys, I'm convinced. Like, I'm ready to build one of these things. Um, so Eva might be calling on you. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, cool. We'll have a... We'll have a group project. Pow wow. project. Yeah, that yeah. sounds amazing. Uh, any final, final thoughts before we close it out for for this episode um really the most important part in this is take your time with it it's not an overnight project it's always going to evolve it's never going to look the same as when you started because i've take taken some progression pictures of it and like some plants that were thriving eventually just kind of withered away some come back some grow big you take kinda some out. like in nature yeah exactly Whoa, it's always nature. evolving and it's always interesting yeah. okay super rad uh, well, listeners, I hope you got a lot of value out of that. I know I certainly did. And I feel educated and motivated to maybe start a new project. So Sue, I might be, might be joining you in that. You go ahead. Yay. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm pulling the other tank and that's sitting out in my yard right, right now. I'm so making could, a new one. <laughs> I could totally see all of us getting together and building these things. That'd be amazing. I would really love that. Poor Richard. We ambushed him already. <laughs> He's going to come out to the garage one day. We're all going to be out there sawing. Uh, you know, all you have to all you have to say to him is, hey, so um, I need a stand for this. And he he has his woodworking shop and he'll. he'll put that I don't recommend moving them after they're built. Oh, no. I mean, like to put it on when you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm saying pick a spot for your vivarium and yeah. don't change so you, it. Uh, no, absolutely. But you pl- so you you have to like put it all together and then you put it somewhere and then plant it and then. Yeah, they're heavy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Very yeah, heavy. Sure. Ridiculously sure. heavy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's actually a good point. One last point. When when do you stop moving it around? Because you can't, you know, are you actually doing your foaming and stuff in your living room? Depends on where <laughs> you have to work. Uh, the I, first time I did it was in my apartment and I did it over carpet. It was a mess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, um, I had my tank laid down on my desk in my office. I was trying to do homework. I had my laptop on top of my tank because I had, uh, um, spray foam drying and I couldn't pour it. I couldn't move it. Right. So yeah, it's, you just, you do what you got to do. That's true. 
Including looking on YouTube for great tips and tricks. And you stop moving it around when you stop finding friends who will fall for the bribe <laughs> of, hey, I just need a hand for a minute. Can you just move this? Yeah, perfect. I've moved it too many times. <laughs> I, I agree with the sentiment of uh, set it up and don't move that because it sounds heavy. Sounds heavy, man. Rocks are heavy. <laughs> Rocks <Water's> are heavy. <laughs> heavy. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm i not going to lie. My mind's a bit blown. I, Eve, we really thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, I don't know about you ladies, but I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Right? Definitely. So good. So good. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back again, Eve. We'll drag you down to the studio. and. It was really my pleasure <laughs> in any time. Uh, yeah. Maybe there will be a future part three. Who knows? Yay, yeah. Amazing. Um, and for your for our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us again for episode 21, which is so crazy. Like, I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but. I know. Sometimes it feels like we've done this forever. And then other times I'm like, we just, we're on episode three. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you would like to talk to us, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Check us out on Instagram. We don't post that much because we're busy and this is a hobby podcast, but sometimes you'll find us posting new things on Instagram at Podcast, And you can email us, social at fancyplantspodcast.com. But I think we're going to have some really great vivarium photos coming up i hope so yeah i think oh you'll get awesome. them i'll do my homework yeah, soon, I if, yeah, sue, all... if sue harasses us enough it'll happen uh, right sue, i will just, yeah, I, I, right. that's one thing i might not be good at posting but i am good at harassing <laughs> <laughs> thanks again so much for listening uh we don't even know what our next episode is but when you find out you'll love it we promise Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week when we're talking plants. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. I love a green color. Like orchids and bromeliads. Look fancy plants. Oh, yeah.